When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. This is Neptune. The next stop is Pluto. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. One day, with top-notch future technologies, one stop from Neptune to Pluto won't see much further than Times Square from Bryant Park today. There are huge ice mountains on Pluto, valleys that go further than your eyes can see, 160-mile-large craters, almost as big as the largest one on Earth, and no life. The reasons are obvious. The long distance between Pluto and the Sun guarantees freezing temperatures on that dwarf planet. It also ensures a trip of a few billion miles. Plus, it's smaller than the moon, so it would get crowded very soon if people started dwelling there. Still, there's one reason which makes life there not that far-fetched. The sun has a lifespan and cycles within it. Our solar system used to be nothing but a cloud of gas and dust. As a result of a gravitational collapse at the center of this cloud, the gas and dust started gathering in specific, denser places. These pulled more and more matter as time went on, and something called conservation momentum made the mass start rotating and heating up because of immense pressure. Later, there appeared a disk similar to what Saturn has, but it was made of entirely different substances. And right in the center, there was the ball that eventually became the Sun. A protostar is a young star that's still gathering its mass, and that's exactly what the Sun was before the temperatures and pressures inside of it lighted up its core. Millions of years later, it became the Sun we see every day. But it won't stay this way forever. It will heat up even more and eventually get bigger and denser, turning into a red giant. It may one day get big enough to swallow up Venus and Mercury. Chances are, it might swallow even planet Earth. Even if it doesn't devour our planet, the sun might get close enough to touch us. Well, if this happened, life on Earth wouldn't be possible. But then, in just a few minutes, the sun loses about 40% of its mass and shrinks about 10 times what it used to be. It's not as bright and, indeed, not as hot as it used to be. By this moment, Earth will have already been deserted. People might want to start traveling around space or settle down on another planet where life is sustainable, like the exoplanet Kepler-62f, which, by the way, is even bigger than Earth. While all of this was happening, Pluto was changing. Before, every resource was frozen inside of the dwarf planet. Water, gases like methane, carbon monoxide, you name it. But as the sun was reaching its peak luminosity, Pluto was slowly warming up and losing a lot of what it had to the vastness of space. At the same time, an atmosphere formed up. If the atmosphere gets thick enough, it would create favorable life conditions. Then, instead of spaceships, a tiny percentage of us would be able to set up colonies on the dwarf planet. The temperature is comfortable there, almost t-shirt weather. It even resembles Earth a tiny bit. 
canyons filled with water, beautiful endless fields with trees, and lots of space to run around, and mineral water pockets on the ground, good enough to drink. Pluto's rotations are different than Earth's. An Earth day is 24 hours, and sometimes it still feels like it never ends. But on Pluto, a whole rotation around the Sun takes 153 hours, because it's pretty far away from the Sun. After several hours without sleep, we get tired and our eyes get red. It means we'd have to take several naps throughout the day on Pluto. A year on Pluto equals 248 Earth years. Unless we come up with some sort of technology to get us to live that long, our entire lifespan would be less than half a year on the dwarf planet. So, houses on Pluto might need to be equipped with cryo chambers. Whenever you feel like dreaming for a long time, you jump in it and wake up 50 Pluto days later. On the dwarf planet, there are also seas and beaches. So it's just like a tiny Earth, far away from the actual Earth. The food on Pluto could be tastier. We might find a way to make the ingredients more savory and even try to grow them faster during the trip. You plant a carrot, and two days later, it's ready to be in your salad. There could also be new ingredients for our salads on Pluto. Maybe two-meter-tall mushrooms we've never seen before. The animals we would take with us on the trip would get released into their new home forever. And with time, they would evolve and adapt to their new environments. The law of the jungle could change a bit too. Lions might not be kings anymore. Deer are. Their antlers are twice the size of what they used to be. But to be fair, so are the deer. Most of the animals that were already here used to live underwater. But with time, the amphibians started shifting to the surface, just like Earth at the beginning of life. Pluto could only be a temporary home though. Once the sun has finally reached its final phase, Pluto would get frozen and lifeless again. People instead would need to try to find a planet that stays in the Goldilocks zone of another galaxy. The Goldilocks zone is the exact proper distance from the star like the sun, where the temperature is perfect for the water to stay liquid. It's the rule scientists search for when looking for other planets that can sustain life. We can try setting new colonies on one such planet, or even try to set up our own artificial home. Not exactly a planet or a spaceship, but a combination of both. Something huge built right in space. Say, a wheel with gravity everywhere we go, so we don't fall off. It would float in space toward the new exoplanet, capable of fitting entire states in. This whole trip might happen just because the sun first grew too much, and then, having reached the culmination of its life cycle, it would finally become a white dwarf. It's gonna be a pretty long journey, and entire generations will be born here. You'll have a choice, sleep your way through the journey until humans finally reach their new exoplanet, or enjoy the trip in this fantastic spaceship. There's all you need on board, malls bigger than those on Earth, large futuristic cities, even places to farm, fields with rich soil made artificially, and finally, after a long journey, the exoplanet. It's even somewhat better than Earth. The planet is giant and has more continents. The continent's center isn't as far from oceans, which means there aren't as many desert areas. Though the sun of this planet is an orange dwarf, it's not as hot as our yellow dwarf sun today. It's a bit smaller, but here's the kick. Orange dwarfs live somewhat longer. They remain stable for between 15 billion and 45 billion years. Despite that, this new planet is full of rainforests because the planet itself is warmer. It means more biodiversity and creatures we've never seen before. But even if nothing out there is suitable, we could try and terraform this planet instead. If we take Mars as an example, 
we could create a greenhouse effect by smashing ice-rich comets and releasing ammonia in them, making the planet warmer. We could also start planting trees. We'd probably need some Earth soil to do that, or we'd have to modify Mars's soil to be similar to ours. Sooner rather than later, the atmosphere would be close to the one we have on Earth. We'd be able to breathe, too, because of the trees. Then, we can melt Mars's polar ice caps and, voila, water. The problem is the solar winds and sun explosions that might strip it of an atmosphere just as quickly as we can create one, if not faster. It has no magnetosphere either, which means it can't protect us from radiation. So long-term Mars wouldn't be a good choice. Maybe out there, in the vastness that is space, there is a perfect planet waiting for us.